0: Bobby Bones here, another Sunday sampler where you got nothing else to do. So let's highlight some clips from a lot of the shows on the Nashville Podcast Network. So since school is starting back up, Mike D. went through his list of the best high school and college movies of all time. He'll get to that in just a little bit. I also sat down with 11-time Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Brandi Clark. We covered a lot. Like, she recently won a Tony Award, which is pretty awesome. She was also a really great athlete. So we're going to kick it off with that. Here is a clip from the Bobby cast this week with Brandy Clark. Your dad's had a great example for you on drive. Do you have addictive quality? Is it an, an addictive quality
2: type thing? Well, you know, I believe we're all kind of addicts. We just get addicted to the healthy things or not. Um, I mean, I mean, I can definitely be addicted like to food. I mean, I wish it was a was a sexier addiction, but
0: I have no moderation. Jen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like none. Yeah. It's like I'm either eating seriously clean or I'm postmating two pints of Jenny's ice cream. And the next day I'm like, where did those go? You know, <laughs> like it's, there's there's no moderation. I'm that way, too. Um I think I like, I'm pretty driven. It's it's a competitive thing. I wish it wasn't as competitive. I wish, I have friends who are artists and they just are, they just love music and, you know, I mean, I love music and I love, I love creating, but I also want to win. I wish, sometimes I wish I didn't have that as much.
0: I'm horribly competitive. Yeah. Again, but all mine's from insecurities. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like yours was a great example. Yes. And then kind of. Was some of it to kind of be like or with your dad, do you think?
2: Yeah, uh, Yes. And I really, I lost my dad young. Um, I was 20, not as young as some people, but I was 25. And... The, those really young years of my life, I was really into sports. And I think that was because of my dad. And I'm, I really feel lucky that I, that that was my passion then because we were close because of that. We would have been close anyway, but, but I've, I've been lucky enough to be my parents were great parents. And then as I've gotten older, my mom's also a great friend. You know, she's always my mom, but I feel lucky that I had that athletic drive young because I wasn't going to have my dad a long time. My mom was musical. And so as I got older, music sort of became the thing and that brought her and I even closer. Um, was so, music
0: at all a part of your life though? Like 13? Yes. It was.
2: It was. I started playing guitar when I was nine and I always just assumed everybody's mom played piano and cause my mom did those things. Like if, if we liked a song, my mom could could hammer it out on the piano. Um, I was in The Music Man. That was my first music thing. I was Amaryllis in The Music Man. And so after that I started like taking voice lessons and got more into guitar, but it would go in and out because of sports. But once I got out of high school, music took the place of what sports was. That then became my sport. The thing you um, worked at? Yes. I set
0: goals. Yes. Yeah, cuz it's hard to un- kind of unravel yourself from the competitive mindset of sports, 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 sports. Well, now nothing. Right. So it's Again, while I was talking about it, for me, I have to like replace addictions. Mm-hmm. And not that it was an addiction, but if you were always pushing toward this sports goal and now you have no goal, I can see where you could be lost a little bit or no direction.
2: Yeah, when I first quit playing basketball, cause I, I went to college on a basketball scholarship and, and I really was burnt out by then. Is that your
0: identity too, the basketball oh. player?
2: Totally. I thought that was why people liked me. I still, you know, I talked about this to a therapist one time. I said, I always felt like I needed something to hook somebody in. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, my longest friend in life is a girl named Rachel. I said, Rachel didn't have to do anything. Like everybody just loved Rachel. I said, I had to be like good in sports and then good in music to hook people in. And she's like, no, you, that's what you need to hook you in to liking you. And I think that's probably mm, probably that's true. But yeah, my identity was very wrapped up. in when I quit playing basketball, I had probably six months of who am I? And then I started getting really back into music. And then that became my identity. I wish I didn't have so much wrapped in it, but I just do. And if, same. if for some reason this went away, it'd be something, it'd be something else. else.
0: Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. I struggle with that a lot. Yeah. Separating like who I real life am mm-hmm. and who I am. And they sometimes I get confused. I'm lucky I have a wife now that will go, hey, Yo, yo. Really this is you know, there are priorities and I get this is a priority of yours and it's important, but let's evaluate the real human, and then the the career person.
2: That's tough.
0: And so it is. T- it was tough for me to even kind of understand that I have to separate those because I was on my own until thirty nine. I mean, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I never had a serious girlfriend. I had girlfriends, but none of them yeah. really mattered. Then I met her, and then it was like a reality pill. And it hurt. It's, it hurt to swallow sometimes <laughs> when you start to get that f- that f- like oh so that's been difficult for me. Do you have anybody for you that's like okay? Here's the deal. This you're kind of off a little, you're kind of off track a little bit personally. Can Shane do that?
2: Well, I mean, I probably do that for him. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so I would assume, is it? Yeah.
2: No, we're good for each other that yeah. way. You know, he and I are like, you know, soulmates in a lot of ways. Where well,
0: you can get mad at them, but it doesn't mean you're not going to be their friend anymore. I oh. mean, I think that's a, that's a new, that's a point in a relationship that's, you're just bonded.
2: He, yeah. We're family, you know, and, and totally like he and I really do lean on each other. Um I can tell him really really things I'm super insecure about and him for me and yeah we can kind of ground each other and he's really been great lately at at balance you know like he's really he's he's amazing for me to watch he's a great dad um his kids are a real priority you know um he's spending a lot of time out in Santa Barbara now because that's where he's happiest that's where his sobriety's easiest and that that's inspiring to me. Um, I don't struggle with that, with the same things. I definitely do struggle with having my identity all wrapped up in this though. That's a, that's a big one.
1: Food for yourself. So Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful. Laugh a little more, tight, tighten up your core. Set EK. you kicking it with, four with Amy Brown.
3: I've been trying to find someone for this job for a while, and I have followed you for a while. So it's interesting that one day it, it just clicks, and. I know you have your side of it. So I think telling your side of it is a quick encouraging story to people of like, keep going at it. And the Uh, right thing is going to find you. And the no's are a no for a reason. And I'm sure there, I know there's like a fun saying around that, but like, you know, every shut door is a open window
4: or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, for real though, because like even down to like, normally I go to therapy on Tuesdays and like I thought about this today because I went today before I got here. And last week I had a change in schedule and I went on Thursday and I said to my therapist, you know, it's like the universe is finally opening doors for me because I just stopped caring and I'm giving myself permission to take credit for things that I deserve. Literally, I said that Thursday. And then Friday morning, I went on a walk with a friend and was very intentional about leaving my phone. And then I got back to my house and then I opened it and there was a DM from Radio Amy and I almost died. (laughs) Like literally, I looked at my husband was working from home and I was like, John, oh my God. Like Amy just sent me this message and Little did Amy know, because on her end, like I was telling my friend, as much as Amy, you know, I was an answered prayer for you, you were an answered prayer for me, because I would say, even though I've lived here for two years now, I mean, the first year I lived here, I was just surviving, you know, moving sucks. and But you moved from Mississippi to Nashville. Yes. And that's, in, you know, we'll get into that eventually, I'm sure. But it's, it's that was a big move. But... The last year of my life, I have really tried to pursue a career and just, you know, I have sent cringe worthy emails, Amy, to people that don't know me from Adam, like just praying that someone would read it or like, please, I will answer your phone. I just want to be near music because since I have been a little kid, I saw myself. A part of this world, you know, part of your world,
3: <laughs> and you can yeah. sing. Fun fact, <laughs> Haley D. Yeah, I'm probably just gonna call you Haley. Yeah. The whole D thing is just because I felt like in my mind, I would walk around saying, and I even talked to Mike D about it. I'm like, I just need to find my Mike D. Where's my Mike D? Where is this person? And so I'm when here. you came and your last name started with the D, I was like, oh my god, you're you're my Mike D. You're Haley D. And so here you are, and you did audition for American Idol 10 years ago. Oh, I
4: made it to Hollywood, girl. I
3: didn't just audition. But yeah,
4: no, I mean, it sounds a lot cooler than it actually is. It was fun. It was. It's like an experience that I am grateful that I can say I got to do, but I learned very quickly that that was not the life for me.
3: You have two kids. Two and kids, yeah. Y'all moved to Nashville, and also... Staying home with them has been great, but you also realize that's not the life for you Mm-mm. either. I mean, being a mom, of course, yes, is yes, yes, hundred percent. Wife, that you love your family. I'm not yeah, implying that, no, but yeah. you knew you wanted more, and mm-hmm. you moved to this town and were trying to to find it. And I loved your hearing your tenacity and like you weren't going to give up and you were going to keep reaching out, which I had no idea you were doing that. I literally had no idea you were reaching out to people in the industry at all whatsoever. I had done a morning done some work and then came back and was doing like my meditation and prayer time and journaling. And then I pulled up Instagram and that's when I saw your face. And then I sent you a DM and it, it was just so clear Perfect to me. And I thought, well, she's probably got a lot going on to be busy and she's going to maybe know somebody. But then you came over on Saturday, we clicked, everything's great. And when you say you love music and want to be there is you're helping with women of I heart country, which is a weekend show on iHeartRadio that I host where we play only women in country music. Which is my bread and butter. Yes, you it's love everything I stand for in life. Women yeah. in country music. So it's just really been divine how it has worked out. And I hope that that story is encouragement that if you have been going for something, trying for something. and Well, and I really want to say this because I've said this to several people now since,
4: <laughs> I feel like we've been together for a year now and it's only been what 3 days yeah but <laughs> yeah, um 3 days i said this to my husband i was like it was as if god was sitting next to me and I, and i say this like very seriously so if you're listening to this have hope because i felt like god sat next to me when you called and was going down a list like a checklist of very specific prayers that i have prayed relentlessly for the last year and just checking them off one by one like you couldn't make it up And it was like, it is finally freaking happening. Like I got home. So Amy called me and I went to her house Saturday and I probably thought I'm going to be over there for like an hour. And I got there at 2.30 and I didn't get
3: home till like eight o'clock at night because we just hit it off. I'm very excited to have you and I want people to get to know more about you and When you said I rattled off a list on the phone, I thought, I don't know who this person is, but I feel like I'm going to scare them away with all these ideas and things that I need help with and need to get done and just building the team. And it's exciting, but you are fully equipped to do every single thing that I said, which is so wild to me. And I think you were top of mind because you had posted a pizza sandwich video (laughs) that I really loved. (laughs) And it's, it's bread and and cheese and pepperoni, and you had you grilled it, and you filmed it really cute. And you, I knew you loved country music, and I thought Love it for women of I Heart Country. It's going to be so great and helping with Women of I Heart Country social media and helping grow the show and the podcast. And it's just don't give up, people. The per, the right yeah, per, if you are looking happen. for the right person, they will come. If you are you know wondering why no one is noticing your talents and skills, eventually somehow it will happen, but you have to keep, you you have to put in the work and you were doing just that. Yeah. And you, and I will say this, you cannot care
4: what other people think because there was a time where people would roll their eyes. Like I cannot believe Haley's posting this or she wants to do this. And honestly, my Instagram was my resume for you. Like you would have never even considered me for this had you
3: not... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I wouldn't have known much about you other than our friend Jackie. Right. And knowing all the amazing things she says, has said about you, but that's on a friendship level, not a work capacity. Yeah. All right. My cousin told me three years ago, get involved in your finances. It'll be empowering. I said, nope, that's my husband's strength, not mine. Well, then my divorce happened and I had no choice. I remember it was about a year ago exactly that I was on stage at my live podcast in Nashville raving about Rocket Money. It wasn't an endorsement. I was just a new fan, grateful for the help in managing my bills, budgets, and all things money with ease because my cousin was right. It was empowering. Something else Rocket Money does, they help you manage your subscriptions. Yep. It's a personal finance app that will find and cancel your unwanted subscriptions It also monitors your spending, helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. And it's pretty cool that Rocket Money has over 5 million users. That's a lot. I'm one of them. So you know you're in good hands if all these people are trusting their finances with Rocket Money. They have saved a total of $500 in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So, stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Like cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com/bones. That's rocketmoney.com/bones. Check them out rocketmoney.com/bones.
0: Did you ever play the over under game with your friends? You know, I think I can eat a piece of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to drink that entire 2 liter. If you have, you're going to love Pick 6 the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Now, here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they have more or less of a certain stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and a whole bunch more. Track your picks. Play against others for a shot to win huge cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code BONES for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's the code BONES. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson... Audible.com slash The Boar's Nest.
5: Let's do it live. We are the one, two, three, sore losers! losers. What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports. So I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports genius. What up, y'all? It is Cizzen. I'm from the north. I'm an alpha male. I live on the west side of Nashville with Bazer, my wife. We
0: do have a white picket fence at the apartment complex. Soon I'm going to have 2.5 kids. And yes, sadly, I will die of a heart attack when I'm 72 years old. Here's a clip
5: from the last podcast. I want to give you a Team Snacks update. We started, oh, yeah. Dude, we started the season this past Saturday... And here's the thing. So this is the kids' one. Yes, but now I am the head coach of two different teams because my oldest son is 5 and he can no longer play on the same team as my 3-year-old. Where's the other parents? So Team Snacks has moved up a division. We are up in the kindergarten division. And so it is 5 and 6-year-olds and my my team is comprised of all 5-year-olds. And the team we showed up against, they are all about they have to be about to turn 7. And I mean, they were huge. And I was like, we are going to get run out of the building. And I found out when I showed up on Saturday that we're supposed to have a goalie. Didn't know that. Didn't know we were at goalie level yet. What did you think? Oh, they just leave the goal open? At the three and four year old level, there are no goalies. So I didn't know once you moved to five that there's goalies. Had no idea. That's easy. That's my fault. Maybe I missed the coaches meeting. Maybe there was a coaches meeting. Maybe there wasn't. I don't know. Which one to use the next Messi? So I just had to stick people in the goal. Here you go, you're in goal. And these kids were knocking knocking us over, just trucking us. Boom, boom, pushing, shoving. And Arthur, he was on my team last year. Good little kid, quick. I mean, but he, short guy. Short. Especially five, and these kids, that they had to be almost seven. He gets knocked down three times in a row, and then he gets pushed in the back. That's clipping. Dude, Arthur turned around. Grabbed the kid by the jersey and did the twist. At five years old, he knew how to grab the jersey and twist. He said, why are you pushing me? Okay, world star. And his dad goes, Arthur, Arthur, no fighting, no fighting. What's his dad, a truck driver? And Arthur did the release the guy's jersey. Well, that's a lawsuit. Dude, we lost six to nothing. But. In the long run, we lost $6,000. No, no, no. But I was super proud of Team Snacks. For fighting? For not backing down from the big kids. Like, I knew when we showed up, we were in trouble because they were so big. Did you tell the team that? No, no. You don't tell the team that. No. You tell them, you go out there, you don't be scared, you be aggressive, and don't back down. And we didn't back down. Like, we were in there, in the scrums. My my five-year-old, he he gave a kid a shove. That should be something to be proud like, of. Like it was awesome. Like they were fighting back. Uh Arthur was trying to use his elbow a little bit, trying to create space. And the other team at six almost they they had to be almost seven years old, I'm telling you. They started talking trash. I didn't realize it started that young. F you. No, they're like, You guys are losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good talk back, kid. And go, he was go get your diapers on. That's what he, no, he told him he he told the one kid, he was like Yeah, you guys haven't even scored yet. I'll score with your mom, and I'm like, run along, Rascal. Wow, and it was tough because we had no subs because um, two brothers on the team, and they've never. I've, this is their first season on Team Snacks. What is it, Giannis and his brother? It is Giannis and his brother, I believe. Uh, Giannis and Derek, and <laughs> it was their mom's fortieth birthday party weekend. Well, hello. And, but the real party was Saturday night, but the pre-party, I guess they were having friends in from out of town, so they had the pre-party Friday night, and mom and dad got too hammered. They couldn't bring them to the game. <laughs> They're on a bender. So they were hung over, and so the brothers missed the game, so we had no subs. It was 95 degrees. We played at like at noon. How did uh, you
0: get that backstory about them partying and birthday? Uh,
5: there is another kid on the team that... The dads are friends since high school, but they were, they managed to, they said they tied it on the night before, but they managed to get the kid there. And they were like, they said they were going to be here, but I guess they didn't make it. We should have picked up the brothers and brought them, but that's that's Neither okay. Here nor there. So we lost. So the other team is Team Nashville. That's what we're going to have to call them. Mm-hmm. They're my three year old, and we are nothing but a bunch of three year olds, and it's exactly what you expect from a bunch of three year olds. I think we lost two to one. It wasn't a lot of action, a lot of kicking the ball out of bounds. Last year, my three-year-old, he played, and it was all four-year-olds on the team, and he wasn't very aggressive. I am proud to say that he was out there knocking people over. Wow. They had one girl on the other team that she was a wrecking ball. Mm-hmm. She ran over people numerous times. She's going to uh, be a big girl, Ray. And we had a couple of tears. We had, did have some tears. Uh, one kid on my team got called for handball twice, and he, got, he cried. He was upset. And I was just, hey, dude, it's okay, man. Like, you know, just like. You can't use your hands, you know what I mean? Like it sock, and he got real upset because the ref called it on twice. So that was a little rough. And I forgot to tell you, I did not know this. You've told me it all. Though. No, in the the team snacks, ah, uh, one kid like it bounced up and he accidentally caught it, and the ref called a PK. I did not know you could give PKs at five years old. Yes, like a little extreme in my opinion. Double handball, little extreme, and he did call it a double a handball game of PK. And, I mean, this 7-year-old just steps up and rips it up, upper net. Like, I mean, goalie had no shot. What is even more impressive is that the
0: Nashville parents tied one on and 90% of the parents were able to get their
5: kids to soccer the next day. Because Lord knows most of us don't roll out of bed till about noon after a Broadway night. And I'm like, damn, the pre-party left you that hungover? What is the main part? Like, who has a pre-party and a main party? I didn't realize we were supposed to do this. That's impressive.
0: Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music.
6: Hey, it's Mike D from the Bobby Bone Show Hanging out with you on this Sunday sampler This is a clip from my podcast Movie Mike's Movie Podcast Where I shared my top 10 back to school movies Because it's back to school season 10 movies that I feel represent the high school and college experience If you enjoy this segment of my podcast Go check out the full top 10 on this episode and subscribe But right now, let's talk movies Getting into the top three now, at number three, I have 2004's Mean Girls. This movie is great from beginning to end. I can hop into this movie at any point, whether it be 30 minutes in, in the last 10 minutes, and I sit down and watch the rest of this movie. It has a great cast with Tina Fey, Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams. It has the memorable lines. She doesn't even go here. And what I love about Mean Girls and the reason I feel it really encaptures that high school experience Is it so much speaks to the cliques that you have in high school and not just that, but how important it was to fit in and be accepted by everybody. And that's what Lindsay Lohan's character goes through in this movie. And at first she doesn't fit in with the popular crowd, the plastics. And she starts hanging out with who would end up being her truest friends. And she just didn't really realize it at the time. And together they get the idea to infiltrate the plastics and bring their reign of terror down But during that process, she ends up becoming a plastic herself, forgets about the plan, and ends up letting down her first friends down in the process. And I think what this movie taught me about high school is it's so important just to be yourself and not caring about what other people think. My biggest regret, I told you in college, was not partying enough. Not partying in the traditional college sense. But my biggest regret in high school was caring so much about what people thought about me. I think I actually would have had more friends in high school or any friends in high school if I just wouldn't have cared about what the people I was trying to impress thought about me. I wanted to be cool even though I wasn't cool. I should have just accepted the fact that I was kind of a weirdo, kind of a loser into music that nobody else liked. I dressed in all black so people thought I was some emo, goth kid. I should have just owned that and been friends with the other people like me and stopped trying to impress these people that I was never going to win over. And I think what I learned in Mean Girls is that small group of friends you have that maybe aren't the coolest to everybody, but they are so loyal and they know you better than anybody be friends with those people, hang out with those people and don't care what anybody else thinks because in the end, those are going to be the people who will always have your back and high school is so fleeting that I'm not friends with anybody I was friends with still in high school. I hardly even talked to them. The only time I really see those people now is on Facebook, but I think I would have had a much better time if I would have just allowed myself to accept who I was and be friends with who I wanted to be friends with. And I probably would have had a better time in high school and probably even had a girlfriend in high school, which I never did. So Mean Girls taught us about clicks. It taught us about being cool, but most important about finding your true friends. And that is why I have it at number three. At number two from 2003, I have old school. Talk about a movie with an amazing cast, Will Ferrell, Luke Wilson, Vince Vaughn, directed by Todd Phillips, who would go on to direct movies like The Hangover, Joker, War Dogs. And it's a story about underdogs. They go and recruit these non-traditional students who are at risk of getting evicted from their house. It has the classic crusty, bitter old Dean played by Jeremy Piven. And what you learn in this movie about life, it's all about the ups and downs of post-college life, Accepting your fate as an adult, it also teaches you more about fraternity and sorority life, college politics, and party culture. Also, so many memorable lines in this movie. I think the scene everybody thinks of is Will Ferrell going streaking. We're going streaking! Snoop! Snoop Snoop-a-loop! But my favorite line in any comedy, really, is always the most obscure line that I end up quoting Time and time again. And it's always something that's not even meant as a joke, but for some reason, I just pick up on it and then use it later in my life. And my favorite line in the entire movie of old school is whenever they are taking their test, trying to prove the dean wrong, and they are taking the actual, like, written standardized test. And it's a scene where they're all sitting in the classroom and they're all cheating on this test. And it's very obvious because they all have an earpiece, and anytime. The person down the line, which I think in the movie is Artie laying as one of the guys feeding them the answers. They go and put their fingers up to their ear like they clearly have an earpiece and are listening to somebody give them the answers. But still, somehow, Jeremy Piven doesn't pick up on it. And there's a moment that Vince Vaughn just says this very sly, quiet line where he is essentially patronizing the dean and commending him on giving them such a great test. Good test. That's what I say. Good test. Good test. You probably can't even hear it in that clip, but he whispers, good test. Good test. So I guess I've been talking about how I want to go back and redo my college experience. Maybe I'm just 10 years away from recreating old school. But at number one, it's not a college movie. It is a high school movie. It is from 1985. It is The Breakfast Club. And the reason I picked and put The Breakfast Club at number one, is because if this movie didn't exist, a lot of these other movies I've been talking about would not exist. It essentially became the blueprint of a teenage drama slash comedy, and it's the movie that really created and gave that voice to that generation in the 80s. It's also because the movie... Represents every single stereotype in high school. You have the bad boy, you have the rich sorority girl, you have the jock, you have the nerd, and you have the weirdo slash basket case. And it's about all those stereotypes coming together and realizing that they are not much different than each other. But it did, after you watch it, you think to yourself, who were you in this movie? I would have been the weirdo. Just hands down, I would have been that one. I just would have been the quiet weirdo. But it has a lot of great comedy throughout this movie. Probably my favorite scene is Bender facing off with the principal.
5: Eat my shorts. You just bought yourself another Saturday, mister. crushed. You just bought one more right there.
1: Well, I'm free the
6: Saturday
5: after that. Beyond that, I'm going to have to check my calendar. Good. Are you through? No. I'm doing society a favor. So? That's another one right now. I've got you for the rest of your natural-born life if you don't watch your step. You want another one? Yes. You got it. You got
1: another one right there.
5: That's another one, pal.
6: And not only that, you have one of the best uses of a song in a movie with the fist bump and the closing credits to match. Don't you forget about me. So at number one, the best high school and or college movie of all time, it is 1985's The Breakfast Club.
0: Thanks for listening. Maybe, just maybe, this will make you go check out one of the podcasts that you've never listened to before. Four Things with Amy Brown, Get Real with Caroline Hobby, Sore Losers, Lunchbox and Raymundo, and Movie Mike's movie podcast from Mike D. All right, thank you guys. Have a great week and we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye.
1: lender.